Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. Growing up, I learned that a pen can be stronger than a sword. My maternal grandfather was great in writing. My mother is also very good in writing, and from that standpoint, you can say that writing is in my genes. I write a lot. I have been writing for years, and not just for academic reasons. But I was not always a great writer. I grew up in Dhaka, Bangladesh, in Asia. I went to English medium schools throughout my education journey in the city of Dhaka. I was an above-average student when I was still a very young boy. I remember that in school sometimes the best essays that students wrote would be put up on a display board and everyone could read those. And my mother would wonder if any of my writings would ever be on that board. My writings, sadly, never qualified for that kind of honor. But my parents never put any pressure on me. They never made me feel like I wasn't doing great and never made me feel like I lacked something. I was provided the best learning environment during my childhood. I also used to be uh, pretty sick as a child. I was very sensitive to dust, temperature fluctuations, and had lots of allergies and much more. But I was blessed to be in an environment where I received the best care possible. Not everyone can be a good writer. You have to have the interest, the passion, as well as some level of training. Writing has evolved a lot over the course of human civilization. Today there are so many different formats. One is creative writing, poems, stories, etc. Those are more free-flowing and subject to the writer's imagination and desire. Then you have more structured formats such as policy papers, academic essays, opinion pieces for newspapers, etc. Those are usually ones that have standards in terms of word limit, uh, how to cite uh, quotes, etc. As far as my mind can take me back in the past, I remember that one day I had an assignment. I had to write an essay on a rainy day. The topic was rainy day. My task was to write how I spent a rainy day, what I did over the course of the, the entire day. I remember that my mother helped me with the assignment. She spent a lot of her time to educate me. She taught me how to count, how to write essays, and so much more throughout my childhood. She made tremendous sacrifices in order to raise me. That particular assignment was a turning point for me. It truly got me engaged in writing. In that essay, there was a description of a rainy, cloudy day in the city of Dhaka, Bangladesh. How it was outside, what I could see through the window. Then also, the essay contained information on how I experienced the rainy day uh, from the comfort of my home, what kind of day I spent at home, and what my mother made for lunch. In the evening, as the rain stopped, it described 
the actions on my end, how I got together with friends who had come over, and we spent uh, time playing board games, how the evening turned into night and the day came to an end. There were lots of elements in that one essay that may sound very simple uh, now, but for a child back then, it presented the thoughts and actions throughout the day. It was very descriptive. I was challenged by it. I really liked uh, the complete product, how the essay turned out in the end. And I felt that I had to, from that point onwards, write good essays. Later on, I remember a teacher telling me that you should always show and not tell the readers what is going on. If you want to talk about a character in a story who is a bad person, don't just say that the man was a horrible person. Rather, describe the actions of the character, how he commits crimes or hurts people or engages in dishonest activities and let the readers draw the conclusion that the character is a bad person. I found this lesson to be very powerful. It was my mother who helped spark that interest in me that I must write. But more importantly, my parents chose for me when I was a child great children's programs to watch. Whether it was a cartoon or a movie, things that were not just entertaining but also had an educational component. My mother also spent time reciting wonderful nursery rhymes when I was much younger, a toddler. Those definitely had an impact on me in my childhood development. Even when I read comics, I read books like The Adventures of Tintin that helped me imagine the world beyond the country that I was living in. My mother also told me about stories and books that she had read when she was young, the things that her father taught her when she was a young girl. Those things made me curious and eager to know more. And then I was fortunate to have some very good teachers at various points in my life who suggested good readings in addition to what I was reading in school. I spent a lot of time reading Charles Dickens when I was growing up as well as, as, well as other classical books. I not only read books in the English language but also in Bengali, which is my mother tongue, my first language. To be a good writer, one must read. And I read a lot. At one point, I started to send my writings to a major English-language newspaper in Bangladesh named The Daily Star. The paper had a weekly supplement where they published writings by younger writers on children's topics mostly. I sent in my writings there and got published. As a young boy, I once went on a cruise with my parents on a wonderful ship. It was a wonderful cruise that lasted a couple of days and we had a great time. When I returned back to Dhaka, I wrote a long essay describing my trip and that got published in the paper. My father helped me to send a copy of the published writing to the cruise company and guess what? The company was so happy that they sent me some very nice gifts I was very thrilled, and it obviously was a big encouragement 
um, for me to keep writing. My education was very much structured based on a British format. I used British spellings and read mostly British books. Being influenced by classical authors, my writing was very flowery. Long sentences, detailed descriptions, sometimes the sentences rhymed a bit. When my writings were read out loud, they sounded very nice. At one point in my life, I started writing poems. Not only poems, but also many small essays on important issues facing a teenage student. There was one newspaper that I was put in contact with, uh, the Financial Express in Bangladesh. I sent in many writings that were published. Because I did not get paid, and I happily contributed, uh, the newspaper company gave me free newspaper subscription. Time went by, and as I grew older, I got a job in a brand new English language magazine that was going to be launched in Dhaka. I got the role of a staff reporter and had tremendous opportunity to interview some major celebrities in Bangladesh in the field of music, arts, fashion, etc. I felt great and each and every development in my life pushed me towards uh, the future and made me continue to write. This was the first time I was writing in a newspaper based on interviews that I had done. So I really enjoyed doing that. Here's something worth noting. When I was studying at North-South University in Dhaka, one of my professors one day said, Publish or perish. He mentioned it to the whole class, suggesting that you can have a lasting impact in this world if you put your thoughts into words and get published. Publications remain, and that's very true. In this day and age, we read things that were written hundreds of years, in fact, thousands of years ago. These writings have been preserved and are available for us to read and analyze today. That really had an impact on me. I was already into writing and publishing, and that strengthened my belief. When I was in college, I got involved with a group called the Young Entrepreneur Society. During my period of involvement, the group was working to organize a major international fair in Dhaka to promote businesses. It was a challenging time because of the political tension in the city of Dhaka during that period. There was a bit of uncertainty whether we would be able to successfully hold the event or whether we would need to postpone it. I remember that I was given the responsibility of writing a press release to announce the event. Prior to that, I had never officially written a press release. So for this event, I wrote one up with no assistance from anyone and with no training on how to do so. And on the day of the press conference, I curiously went up to a reporter and rather quietly asked him what he thought of the press release and whether it was okay. He said that it was very good. He probably understood that as a young man, I was writing a press release and that his feedback would help me. Anyway, I had to ask and felt great when he said that it was nicely written. Also, I must add that I was given another responsibility for a publication for the event. That publication, which ended up being an event booklet, would need some congratulatory statements from some top business leaders in Dhaka. 
I had to draft a statement for each one of those VIPs and then send those to their designated staff members so that they can have their bosses review those. And for each of those statements, I received an approval. And those were published. So those statements drafted by me, approved approved by those VIP business leaders, were published and I felt so great and my confidence was growing. Fast forward. I came to the United States of America in 2007. I had completed one year of university in Dhaka and continued from my second year in Madison, Wisconsin. This was a time for some major change in my life. Because I grew up in an educational system that had a British pattern, I had to change all my British spellings to American spellings. Words like labor and favor and color. I had to get rid of all the U's. There were other things that I had to change. For example, the spelling of program. In in British English, I spelled it as P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. But in America, I had to change it to program, P-R-O-G-R-A-M. That's how it's spelled in America. For someone who had written British spellings all his life, this was quite a transition. Even with words such as elevator, which um, I called lift all my life. And in America, I had to stop calling it a lift and start calling it an elevator. And there are many other examples. I could make a long list. It's very interesting. In America, as my education moved forward, I had to explore other formats of writing, notably research papers and policy papers. Rather than flowery sentences of creative writing, I now had to focus on writing evidence-based papers, using proper citations, getting rid of unnecessary words, and paying attention to how excellent academic papers are written on uh, public policy issues. Did I lose touch with my creative side? No. In fact, I self-published two books of poems in America, poems that I had written while in Bangladesh, but got the opportunity to get published here in the United States. Over time, I started to understand the various structures and formats of writing that help enhance one's professional skills. The difference between how you write a policy paper an executive summary, or an opinion piece. These are very important things to know. I never tried to somehow move from one class to the next, from one semester to the next. I always took my education very seriously, and particularly writing. I always wanted to be on a path of improvement with regard to my writing skills and abilities. My writing evolved a lot over these many years. It matured with time, and at and each day, my passion for writing grows even stronger. It is a very powerful medium of expression. Over the years, I read many books by many writers from a wide variety of backgrounds. When I left the university after completing my undergraduate and graduate degrees, I became very busy in my professional career. I was still writing as my professional position positions required, but at one point I realized that I wanted to start writing 
again on a regular basis because I always have a lot of opinions regarding things that I see happening around me, in my neighborhood, in my city, in my state, in the country that I call home, the United States of America. So I picked up my pen and paper, or at other times, started my laptop, and wrote letters to the editor and opinion pieces on social and political affairs. But before I did that, I had started a blog. I created a website and wrote content for my blog. I wanted to see my writings published in newspapers, and therefore I started to submit my comments and opinions properly written and structured for local and national publications. I started that in 2019, and now we are in the fall of 2020. So far, I have seen approximately 60 of my opinion pieces and letters to the editor get published in local and national publications. My writings have been published by the Capital Times in Madison, the Wisconsin State Journal, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Dodgeville Chronicle in southwest Wisconsin, Chicago Tribune, Boston Globe, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the Washington Times, the Washington Examiner, the Western Journal, and USA Today. Each time I write something that gets published, it gives me more encouragement to keep writing. A pen is more powerful than a sword. I strongly believe that. I am blessed to be the citizen of a country, the United States of America, where people have the right to free speech. I exercise my First Amendment right to write what's on my mind, my views on things I see taking place in society. Through my writings, I wish to create a better society by addressing the policy problems and by proposing solutions. I write about local government matters, state-level issues, transportation policy, immigration, public safety, education, healthcare, and so much more. I not only enjoy doing so, but I wish to inspire others to do the same. My mother continues to inspire me to move forward with writing. Now that I have been nationally published in the United States more than once, I feel fortunate and I want to help others to amplify their voices too. Writing requires a lot of patience. It requires motivation. Most importantly, one must be able to accept criticism, not just with regard to writing style, but also content, as well as viewpoints and arguments. When an opinion piece that I have written gets published, there are people who openly disagree with me. I welcome that. If someone criticizes what I have written, that's a good thing because it tells me, number one, that the person has read it, and number two, my writing has been effective enough to make the reader take the time to respond to me by commenting on it or by sending me a message. That's engagement, and I appreciate that. To my listeners, I would say that if you have a passion for writing, please go ahead and start writing. If you have some skills in writing, go ahead and nurture those skills. Writing can be addictive. Once you start, you will continue to do so. You can write poems, novels, research papers, letters to the editor, anything you want. 
if you wish to express your thoughts and feelings, writing is one of the best ways to do so. The more we write, the greater the sharing of knowledge, the more engaged we will be as a city or a state or a country. And those are all signs of a well-functioning society. So pick up your pen and paper or open up a word processing program on your computer and start writing. Thank you all for listening. Send me your comments. Tell me what you think about my podcast. I hope to be back again with another episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.